Welcome to the See You Next Tuesday podcast with your host, author Mike Gagno. Hello, everybody. This is your host and author Mike Gagno, and here with me today is... My name's Cameron Kopanek. I am a Mormon. I'm also headed towards a PhD in theoretical physics. That's pretty cool, and I'm glad you tagged that on the end because I think um, I think there's a misconception among the general population that if someone is a, a theologian or a, a practicing devotee to any religion, that you you may not have an interest in science. So I like that. Uh, I like that contradiction right away, um, and I think that could maybe help uh, people maybe understand where you're coming from more. So since you brought it up, um, I mean, there's so many directions we can go in this. And I mean, you know, pop culture and popular entertainment has so many, uh, you know, depictions of what it is to be a Mormon or Mormonism in itself. Um, can you tell me, is there is there any kind of conflict between your personal beliefs and the fact that you're you know pursuing a career in the world of science and and do those two things work together do they cause a do they conflict with each other in your daily life actually uh they go almost hand in hand i mean there's very like any time i've ever actually thought that there was an issue that i'm able to resolve it almost instantly the church is very strong they more than encourage you to get an education. It's one of the only religions that I, I personally know of uh, that are Christian that actually, you know, they more than want you to get a relig- uh, education of some kind that's very uh, pushed mm-hmm. and encouraged. So what made you choose? You said theoretical physics? Yes. Okay. Um, what made you choose that? And do you ever find yourself um, in the practice of learning theoretical physics feel like your religious beliefs are challenged? Um, I no. Um, I, I ever since I was little, I've always been interested in science. When I was uh, six years old, I wanted to be a weatherman because I mm-hmm. thought it was interesting how everything okay. was, and I moved along to biology and then chemistry and astrophysics and stuff. Came across, bless you. Oh, thanks. And I came across quantum mechanics, and it, it just it was awesome. Um, and when it comes to the church, uh, it's very, it's hard to describe exactly how well everything comes together. Uh, there, like, a lot of, uh, I'm trying to think how to phrase this. Um, the church tries doesn't tell us one way or another in almost every scientific thing. Uh, yeah, the Amish they believe you know that you should be simple life and uh, it's a noble life, but they don't really believe in getting medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the church is all about you know we God let us learn these things. Uh, God helped us learn these things. Uh, he didn't just I mean, it's not blasphemous or anything like science is really important with the church. Uh, one of the apostles a few years ago was actually a theoretical physicist, too, and well, high energy. And he worked on the Manhattan Project with, and worked alongside with Einstein. I find that um, very interesting. So would you say that maybe popular culture or, or the general populace has a, a misconception that uh, – 
that that uh, not not just the Mormon Church or the Mormon religion, but especially um, the Mormon religion is often depicted, you know, in in things like South Park and in, in other uh, forms of entertainment as being afraid of anything that that is scientific would would you say that there's there's that misconception out there maybe yeah i i think a lot of that has to do with uh you know back in the times you know galileo was you know murdered because he didn't believe in all the things that the catholic church i think it was the catholic church mm-hmm. right i believe yeah, so yeah the, yeah that they uh you know killed him because you didn't think the sun went around the earth and stuff and mm-hmm. that kind of stuck all through these years and i mean even to the day people are you know there are a lot of religions out there that are like that but not a, but i think the world treats it a lot exaggerates it i guess yeah i was gonna it. say like do you think there are actually a lot of modern religions like that out there or do you think that's kind of a a misconception that's exaggerated for entertainment i think it's a little bit of both yeah um I know, like, in, in my field, there's obviously a lot of people who are atheists, so, you know, like, yeah. you know, Bill Nye and stuff, and mm-hmm. and I totally respect, I totally know where they're coming from, because um, I, I actually left the Mormon church, well, not, like, completely, but I stopped going to church for a couple years to, so I could figure out actually what I believed. Okay. And uh, a lot of, uh, so I totally, like, I totally get why people don't get why people still believe in God. It mm-hmm. it often feels like if I decided not to go back to the church, I definitely would, you know, not believe because it's it's hard to wrap your head around mm-hmm. when you know we can genetically modify life forms. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and especially some of the things you see. I'm sure as a as a theoretical physicist, some of the some of the you know bleeding edge theories in that field are are kind of out there um almost beyond the concept of a god um at least from from my understanding but i suppose you can always you know you can tie those two things together that there's still some sort of force behind them um so you sound very tolerant of other people's choices and beliefs in different like belief systems would you say that's fairly common in your experience of uh fellow mormons that you that you've interacted with yeah, uh, you always get those people that are, you know, they have them in every culture, but yes. they they think they're the only true religion. And mm-hmm. um, one thing I feel like the church emphasizes a little bit is every religion is true on some aspect. Okay. Um, That's actually much more progressive than I expected to hear. If if I'm being honest, from my own exposure, uh, you know, uh, which is just through the, what the general layperson sees in, you know, either entertainment or shows like, uh, you know, like 2020 and news shows that tend to focus on negative events and, and negative aspects of any religious group, um, the fact that it's it's much more tolerant, um, you know, it sounds much more tolerant than is portrayed is is a bit of a surprise yeah um yeah so i mean a lot of the things like are just kind of 
people talking in the, the Mormon church, but I've heard many times that many people believe that God blessed the Asian people with knowledge on healing. Like I tried, I learned how to meditate and I tried acupuncture. I don't know why it works, but when I cleared my chakras, I am like a mm -hmm. totally different person. Really? That's very yeah. interesting. Like, I, again, I, I'm really impressed with the ability to kind of blend the different, um, concepts and different belief systems and that, uh, you know, you don't find them challenging or threatening to your own. Um, because you, you know, again, even, even the depictions of, you know, Southern, Southern ca Christians or Catholics, you know, they would, the, the way they're depicted, uh, in, in media and, er and entertainment is if you said that sentence, the, you know, clearing your chakras, they'd be like, you're the devil, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I will admit, I'm, I don't really know any other people that are Mormon that do okay. meditate like that. I do know a couple, but it's just, uh, a lot of, one of the biggest things about the Mormon church is it's about, you know, like we believe in revelation still being there, not just mm -hmm. prophets. Or apostles, we believe in personal revelation. We believe God talks to all of us if we are willing to listen. And it helps us be able to put things together. Everyone's lives are different. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, not every single thing you hear in church is going to be relevant to you. Okay. That's very interesting. So have you grown up in the Mormon religion your entire life, like from childhood? Um, mostly. Um First couple of years, well, my parents were Mormon, but they yeah. they weren't very active when I was young, and they decided to take me to church because I didn't know who Jesus was when I was two years old and stuff. Okay, and I grew up uh, in the church. I, you know, felt like it was true most of my life. Um, but then, when I turned eighteen or so, I decided that, like. <sighs> Like, I already decided what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a physicist and okay. stuff. And I decided it was important for me to just... It's like brainwashing when you're growing up with okay. a religion. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I understand. Like, yeah. Like, so if you're raised one way, you're going to think that way. I decided that I just, for a year, I wanted to know exactly what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I told my bishop, which is basically a priest of the yeah. Mormon church. Yep. And I told him, you know, what I was planning to do, and he's all, "All right, uh, do do what you need to do. I'll be here when you get back." Right on. And I've heard so many stories of people trying to leave the Catholic, like talking <laughs> to Mormons, and their Catholic priest just totally, you know, says you're you're evil and never come back and stuff. <laughs> but my my bishop was all like, you know, you you know believes that you know I'll figure out what I need to do. Yeah, almost like well, you know. I feel like maybe sometimes that priest that you described just, you know, saying, ah, you're the devil, I'll never come back. It's almost like your your exploration of your own beliefs and options challenges theirs and they fear it. And it seems like if you're confident in your beliefs, the, by the sounds uh, uh, that your bishop was, um, you know, they they believe that you will find your way back. They believe that, like, like that to me sounds like someone who really does believe in, in their convictions and the fact that you want to explore other options doesn't challenge or threaten theirs. Um, and that, again, it sounds like, you know, generally most religions 
today for sensationalism or, or whatever are depicted as, you know, being very intolerant to any other options. Um, so that's, that's a very progressive, uh, point to take. I think that's, that speaks very well of not just, uh, you know, your particular, uh, I, I don't know, uh, denomina- not denomination, but your particular group. I, the word is escaping me right now. Like your your specific church, or but also your bishop's, uh, you know, maturity and 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 conviction. Yeah. So that's that's you know that kind of tolerance. We're always shown. When people aren't intolerant, that's what makes the news. That's what makes television. But we don't see those incidences uh, often firsthand, where you know someone's like, "Yeah, okay," <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's also important to mention that there there are you know bishops and stuff out there that that don't that don't really have that. Uh, oh yeah. They, uh, not, not every, but this is just my own experience. I've I've heard. Yeah. To- totally terrible stories, but it's very rare. It's from what mm-hmm. I've understood. Okay. Um, so you mentioned that when you were 18, you decided to take a year to figure out what you wanted to do. Um, now, I know from from what I've seen, from my passing knowledge, um, that in the Mormon religion, typically at a certain age, um, the, the young men in, of... Uh, the Mormon church are usually sent out into the world to help kind of spread the Mormon message. So is that something that you skipped out on or did you ever take part in something like that? Or is that something that isn't, is that, is that a real thing? Yes, it is. My brother is actually on a mission right now in Ventura, California. Okay. Um, But I ended up getting married right out of high school. Okay. uh, And I decided that I was going to stick with her uh, Mm -hmm. instead of going and she wasn't uh, too faithful with uh, with any kind of religion. Uh, okay. She was an atheist. We we ended up getting divorced. Okay. Um, no no shame but, in that. I've I've got I've got an ex wife too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I I learned so much from that though. Yes. Um, but uh, since she since she didn't really believe it, I felt like it was important for me to know what I believed. Um, mm-hmm. So. I started going to other churches. I went to the, I went to a Buddhist temple. I've gone to okay. Protestants, Lutherans, Islam. Um, okay. I even looked into the, you know, the spaghetti monster. <laughs> and yep. I I read some of the Satanic Bible and okay. just every. I tried to expose myself to everything to figure yeah. out exactly what I, what I. And that's something I think. Uh, isn't encouraged enough. You know, we, a lot of religions, they try and prevent their own members from doing that. But I feel like that's almost counterproductive because in their heart of hearts, even though they, they socially, it's not acceptable to voice it, may always have that question in the back of their mind. What if there's something else that I would believe in more? What if there is something to these other belief systems. So, um, you know, I totally give you props for doing that. I've also done some, you know, research in the same manner. Um, and I've, I've had, uh, Catholic 
family members or acquaintances, which I have no problem with the, the Catholic religion. That's my background. Um, tell me, you know what? You can do as much information as you want, but it's always, you know, it's always going to be wrong, and and this is the only one way. And I thought, well. How can you say that if you've never actually put an effort into looking into it for yourself? How, to me, personally, uh, and, and I don't, I hope this doesn't offend you or anyone listening, but I find it kind of arrogant to assume that your one belief system is the only right one without ever educating yourself on other belief systems. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, When I have my own kids, uh, I'm going to be able to give them the choice. You guys go on a mission or you go to as many churches as you can. Yeah. Uh, I think it's very important for you to actually know what your morals are, know Mm -hmm. what your idea of God is if you even believe in God. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what you it, it it almost helps you define you as a person, what you stand for, um, and what, like you said, knowing what you believe in, you know, if you believe in God, how does that affect the way that you interact and live your life, you know, like interact with other people? So, I think that's an important whether whether anyone agrees with me or my belief system or not, um, you know, they might believe the complete opposite of me. But at least they know that about themselves, and and they're not left wondering. I think partially not knowing what you believe causes a lot of of problems, just societally communicating between people um, and interacting, because uh, you know there's a, there's a lot of confusion. It's easy to get confused with all these different ideas, and if you don't know what you believe. Uh, I think it makes it more difficult than to interact with people of other beliefs. Yeah, and and, uh, that's one of the things. uh, So the founder of our religion, Joseph Mm -hmm. Smith, uh, the reason why he started is because he was like, I don't know what religion is true. Yeah. And people would tell him that you go to hell if you don't do anything. So, you know, he'd go, he went and prayed. He read a thing in the Bible, ask... uh, Asking and it shall be given unto you. Uh, hmm. Don't really have the best memory when it comes to scriptures on things, okay. but basically, uh, ask the Lord and pray, and He'll He'll give you the answer. So, and He's all well. You gotta not these churches aren't you know evil people. People mm-hmm. aren't evil. You just gotta you know none of these churches are completely true. You just mm-hmm. gotta, you know what I mean like we believe it's the most complete church. Yeah, but we don't believe it's the only. Tr- good church it's not yeah. the only one that has truth if that makes sense yeah no that's that that makes sense and that's that's very reasonable now you mentioned that your brother's on uh, a mission in ventura california and i'm guessing if i got sent away somewhere ventura would be a pretty good place um <laughs> <laughs> so where 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 are you located or where was he sent from uh i grew up in salt lake city okay and that's where we're from. So that okay. it's like the Mormon headquarters. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. And so he went from Salt Lake to uh, to Ventura, California. Yeah. And do you it's guys? Interesting. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, his friend went to a third world island somewhere in the Atlantic, and it's mm-hmm. interesting reading uh, 
the different, you know, like they'll email us. Well, he'll email us when he can, uh, but my brother emails every week and mm-hmm. he has a really hard time talking with people because they're mm-hmm. rich and they don't need uh-huh. anything else, you know. But these people that don't have anything, they are the most spiritual people you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird. I mean, it makes sense, but it's, it's just weird because it's like, more almost more difficult where my dad my brother went rather than his friend when it comes to being a missionary yeah interesting so yeah and i think too like the uh, the north american attitude is often if someone approaches you wanting to talk about a religion that you're not already affiliated with right away uh people are putting up the their defenses and they're like no get away from me kind of thing whereas yeah. you know those third world countries yeah, they're maybe desperate for a little bit of hope uh, and a little bit of something different uh, and maybe a little bit more open to, to listening to different ideas. Um, so that's, yeah, that can be a very interesting observation. That was going to be my next question, too, is if it's true that, uh, you know, Mormons get sent all around the world. Um, so I'm guessing that that must be true. They go, there's countries they're not allowed to go in because, you know, the country... You know, it's illegal to practice yeah. Mormonism in a lot of places in the world. But um, there, uh, I can't remember, but almost every country there's Mormons in it these days. Okay. All right. You don't? Do you remember any off the top of your head where it's illegal to practice Mormonism? China. Yeah. Um, <laughs> off the top of your head, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know. You know those places of ISIS. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, you probably would want to go there uh, <laughs> uh, to try and to try and convert people to another religion. Uh, that's probably getting in trouble. Uh, yeah, really yeah. quick. Um, I know there's a couple African countries that are having major political issues right now that mm-hmm. we don't send missionaries to places like that either. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, just for people's safety. Yeah, I mean that's very reasonable. Um, so. There's a few different questions I wanted to ask, but I something you said kind of triggered uh, a different line of questioning for me. You mentioned that your ex-wife uh, was not a believer and is an atheist, um, and how did that affect your relationship uh, living together? It, did it? It was. Uh, I don't want to speak bad about her. Uh, of course. Let me think how to this for a minute. Um. So. Growing up, I, one of the things in the church is the law of chastity. We believe okay. that sexual relations are very uh, sacred. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we believe they're important for a man and a wife, you know, husband mm-hmm. and wife. It's essential. Um, well, you know, like a lot of religions, you know, you don't have sex out of religion. I mean, out of marriage, you know. Yep. And uh, so I was really good with that, but I had uh, uh, major mental breakdown with my mother and mm. so I got kicked out of the house and I ended up living with her mm-hmm. and I ended up sleeping with her mm-hmm. and I decided that I was going to marry her right then and there to kind of justify what I had done mm-hmm. if that makes any sense yeah. so um, and I ended up baptizing her she was a member of church but she never I mean she had some experiences but you know, sometimes people even so in the Book of Mormon, there are people who see angels, yeah, and they still don't really believe, like they don't have faith. Okay, like it's just something 
you know, and she she was the kind of woman that changes who she is depending on who she's with. Okay. Even if it's not exactly what she believes. Okay. Um, and so the the marriage didn't even last a year. Uh, okay. This got to a point where I I, I couldn't do it anymore. She couldn't do it anymore. Uh, it was just. She would say that the the religion caused a lot of tension in your relationship, like just religion in general. Um, indirectly, we had okay. made like it was a very toxic relationship. Been um, there too. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, women be crazy, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it would have fallen apart anyways. Mm-hmm. And so, then just to to kind of continue with that thread and clarify, um, you don't feel that the religion was a, was the only or major issue with the relationship. There were definitely other issues going on there. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Most definitely. Understandable. Um, so, uh, one of the things that, I mean, if you ask the average person on the street, what do you know about Mormonism? One of the f- most common answers I think you'll get uh, is that the uh, they they support the idea of having multiple wives, and then you see you know reality shows with uh, you know like the sister wives and and uh, I forget what it is like eighteen and counting or something. Um, <laughs> so so explain a bit are, about that to me. Okay, um, so right now uh, for a long time actually. Um, there, polygamy is not something that's practiced. In fact, if you start practicing polygamy, you get kicked out of the church. Okay. Right now. Um, but there are, there's a city called Colorado City, Southern Utah, I think, mm-hmm. um, where it's the FLDS church. After Joseph Smith was uh, murdered, uh, he, mm-hmm. a lot of people broke off. And mm-hmm. uh, when they decided that, Polygamy isn't something that we really should do anymore. Um, they 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 weren't happy and they decided to keep uh, you know doing it and it just really horrible things that that Colorado City <laughs> has happened. Like they they would make temples and they would take children and you know molest them in there. It's just terrible. Okay, so, so and so this is a different sect of Mormonism. They still consider themselves Mormons, but they're more traditionalist in the way that they still believe in practicing polygamy and things like that. No, they have completely broken off. There, it's like a Protestant type of thing. There. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not Mormon anymore. Okay, and so so. How do you know this information about the like the building the temples and molesting the kids? Is that common knowledge, or is there is there some I mean, kind of source I can look up to to verify that? Yeah, uh, here in Utah, it was a big scandal uh, okay. because of it. Um, it it's kind of hits close to home because you know they they believe the Book of Mormon's real and yeah uh, and stuff. And so when it happens in your own city, I mean your own state, it, and that's your religion. It it was yeah. it was good news for a while. The the their prophet got arrested and mm-hmm. admitted to making it up. But then when he went back, uh, he said that he did what he had to do, and uh, 
women who try to escape from there that think they're going to go to hell for it. I mean, yeah. Now that sounds very familiar, and I believe that I've watched uh, some some twenty twenty or some sixty minute specials on that. Now I always thought that was depicted as as uh, a Mormon settlement, a Mormon issue. I didn't realize that that was something that didn't actually align with the traditional Mormon Church. No, uh, not not even when polygamy was practiced. That that was that would have been completely unacceptable that kind of stuff that's so that's interesting because I, I think that's still a very common misconception um if that's the case that i think a lot of people if they're not directly familiar with mormonism that's one of the first things that they'll say if you ask them is yeah, yeah you know they got all those wives now, um, it, i myself make make jokes about that when i have people come from <laughs> Uh, I, I swing dance every Tuesday, and there was this guy who's in the, the I can't remember some military that he's been stationed around, and mm-hmm. he uh, he's all I, he's all a lot of Mormon girls. I'm all yeah, get a get a handful before you leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I yeah yeah. I'm 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 a little I'm a little out there. I I like to make jokes that most people probably don't, but <laughs> and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, just like earlier when you mentioned the ex-wife, I've got one. I think everyone should have one. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, so so that's interesting. Um, so are you familiar with the show that used to be on, The Sister Wives? I've heard of it. Okay. Because, um, yeah, I, I don't watch a lot of reality TV. I'm just aware of it because, like, a lot of it I watch it. I, I, there's a few I've seen for, uh, like, maybe an episode or two, and I'm like, this is rotting my brain. And I don't <laughs> I don't care about these people at all. So I yeah. don't really watch them. It's like, I mean, worse examples are, like, those Real Housewives shows. I'm like, whose Real Housewives are those? That's complete garbage. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. but, um I was just going to ask if you were familiar with it or like that, that 18 and counting or whatever example I used. Um, I that one. Sorry? I have sister wives. Okay. So the 18 and counting is like, it's, it's a family where they've got like a ridiculous number of children and he's got like five wives. And I, again, I always believed that show was depicted as if they were a Mormon family. I could be wrong because I've maybe seen two episodes of that show, um, and it was quite a while ago. Um, Let me put it this way. If yeah. they are Mormon, they're not anymore. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I believe it started out as, like, the show was called, like, Nine and Counting or Ten and Counting, and then as the seasons progressed, he kept having more kids, and they changed the name <laughs> of the show. And then it was just like there's all these little blonde haired kids and like you, <laughs> you start to lose track of who's who's the mother As of one each does one when you have dozens of kids. Yeah. And like that's totally irresponsible. I don't care what his job is. <laughs> that's <laughs> he is not able to and they lived in like a very large nice house. And like <laughs> I remember one like one of the episodes I saw was, you know, the other wives were at home doing their different uh, assigned duties and chores and different things that they did. They each had their own thing while he was out on a date courting another future potential wife. 
And I was like, there's no way that any woman that I've ever met in my life would be okay with that (laughs) or involved in that. Like, I'm at home looking after a pile of kids and he's out on a date looking for another wife. Like, what? (laughs) So, interesting. yeah, there's are some cultures out there that I think polygamy really works out for them. Yeah, there's a tribe in Africa. I was learning. Uh, I read a book about and like the man goes out and work works. A couple wives go out and work, and the rest stay yeah. home take care of the house and kids. And I think that's yeah. very symbiotic. Yeah, um, but these days, especially here in America, that is just not going to happen in a good way. Yeah, just just financially, I'm like, what is this? How? Look at how many kids do these kids eat every day? (laughs) Like, and then like the babies, like, how do they afford the diapers for the number of kids running around in diapers (laughs) and and things like that? Like, it's this show is unrealistic. but you know that's that's interesting and and again i'm i'm making jokes i'm talking with you uh you know i think we're having a very comfortable conversation but you know if if someone's part of a, a religion or a belief system that polygamy works for them i'm fine with that too i don't care yeah. i'm not meaning to to judge anyone or put anyone's belief system down um and then you know you've got the different kind of um alternative lifestyle movements like uh polyamory where they're not they're not it's not religion based it's just people that believe they can love more than one person and be in a relationship with them and and that's fine too if that's your thing i i don't really judge people for that it's you know whatever works if if three or four or five people think they can work and live together in a relationship like that like go ahead i would think it would be complicated (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. stressful. Like, who, 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 what bedroom do I sleep in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, you sleep in the bedroom with whoever is uh, not... The first one. Right? I was going to say, whoever is not, you know, in PMSing. Uh, so, <laughs> you know... You, I, Don't uh, you that, sync up? I know. That's the thing. You'd have to keep them apart. Like, this already it's too much work like just just the planning too much work um i had a friend when i was in high school he used to joke well he didn't joke he was serious he's like when i when i'm older i want to have two wives and i was like two wives like i've had one wife at a time and let me tell you there's no way i want to double that like you don't (laughs) you don't want two women pissed off at you all the time that's like it's like going to a proctologist, and if he asks you if he wants to lance off, he wants you to lance off your uh, hemorrhoid. You say no. Give me another one and irritate the first one. Like <laughs> what? Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm sure I'm sure some of my listeners are gonna maybe have a comment about that. And yeah. luckily, I don't care. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> I think a, a good thing to note uh, in this subject is, yeah. uh, so when the pioneers came to the, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. My my phone's having a bad connection for a minute. Okay. Um, but when they came uh, across the 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 
you know, the, the prairies and our mountains and stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, women ended up losing their, you know, fiancés. And mm-hmm. there were a lot of single women that didn't have a husband. And a lot of, uh, like, Brigham Young ended up having 20 wives, I think. Interesting. And it was only for financial reasons. Interesting. Um, but so I, so it financially benefited the women just to have a husband. Yeah. Um, okay. I do know there are, um, you know, he, he did have kids with other mm. other women, but most of them were just because they would have, you know, starved to death. Yeah. Yeah. And there's uh, the Mormon uh, website is incredibly open about everything. Yeah. Uh, they've got something called uh, Gospel Topic Essays. And okay. they can all about uh, the polygamy and everything that, I mean, like when the blacks were allowed to have priests, uh, the priesthood, or uh-huh. there were a couple fights between Indians and Mormon battalion and stuff. Uh, just mm-hmm. uh, I think they call it the Mormon massacre. And the thing I really like about the church is they are more than open. Yeah. About it. Okay. That's good to know because I wasn't familiar with that. I didn't. I'd never heard of the Mormon massacre or that there was a, a Mormon battalion that was in conflict with uh, Native Americans. Well, so. I, I can't quite remember. There was two incidences uh, that I can't remember, but okay. it's very interesting. And they they were it was not acceptable. They they it wasn't the prophet didn't say hey go kill these people. It was mm-hmm. a bunch of old people getting fed up with. Some other people traveling, or I don't even remember was if it was Indians. Uh, mm-hmm. They, the Mormon Church and the Indians actually got along pretty well because the Book of Mormon's all about the Native Americans. Yes, I like I know a little bit about it, and I know about the story about uh, uh, Brigham Young and um, oh, now that I've said it, like I know something, I'm going to forget his name. Uh, the founder, uh, Brigham Young. Okay, the one that had the gold golden tablets. Oh, uh, Joseph Smith. Joseph oh, Smith. Founder of the religion. I was thinking founder of Salt Lake Valley. Oh, Sorry. okay, yeah. No, I was I, I was almost said John Smith, and I'm like, no, that's the Pocahontas guy. Pocahontas, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like I I'm familiar with some of those stories, and and uh, you know I've been exposed to a little bit of that. Uh, and that kind of my exposure has been, I, like I said, through popular culture and entertainment. Um, so I wanted to ask you things like um, uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker's Book of Mormon. How does that? How do you feel about that? And how does the church look upon that in general that you're aware of? I, I, could you say that again? The Sorry. The the uh, the stage production, uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker's oh. Book of Mormon. <laughs> Uh, so what uh, – I actually didn't know about this play until I saw a thing on Facebook. They ended okay. – the church ended up buying an ad saying our, our version is slightly different. Yeah. And I, I thought that was hilarious. I, I yeah. know it, it's fun of uh, the Book of Mormon and the church. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's healthy for people to expose things they think is wrong, even if they're yeah. misconceptions. I think it's important to stand by your – beliefs and the church I yeah. think was perfect response just saying hey if you're actually interested yeah you know what I mean I think they handled that well but I, yeah. I don't really know that much about it honestly okay so. 
Yeah, that is something that uh, uh, one of my exes was very much into stage shows, and so we went and saw that. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um, <coughs> uh, I mentioned to you before we started recording that I've been I've been sick for the last couple of days, so I'm gonna tr- I'm trying to avoid coughing as much as possible I've during been, this. Uh, yeah, I've been muting the microphone when I cough too. Oh, so. Okay, I should probably be more professional and do that. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so it is something I saw. It is uh, rather humorous. Like it, it's funny. It does poke fun at some of the the practices of Mormonism. I think something that people don't realize unless they've seen it is it also pokes fun at a lot of what we consider backwards superstitions of uh, different segments of the population in Africa because the main characters go to Africa on a mission um, and and it also kind of exposes some some actually very very dark beliefs among some communities um, but they do it in a humorous way and so it, it pokes fun at the African culture like in, in Africa just as much as it does the Mormon religion um, and so I think it's 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 very thought provoking either way, uh, but as you mentioned, even and I saw it. I'm in Canada, so I saw it in Toronto, and the playbill there, uh, the Mormon Church actually had several pages of advertising in the in the playbill, and their slogan was, um, "If you'd like, if you liked the, if you liked the show, you should read the book," <laughs> and and. That's hilarious. Again, you know, that's that that is I think the classiest way I've ever seen uh the satirism of a religion handled. As you mentioned, you thought the church handled it very well because I don't think I could name another modern religion that I've I've ever seen that would have uh, you know, handled it that well or taken the classy approach, not only because you know, they're they're essentially saying, sure, if you want to poke up fun at us, that's fine. We'll We'll buy the, uh, you know, we'll buy the, the ad space too, and, and you know they promote their own religion. So now, people who may be interested in it because of their their exposure to that show will also be able to to explore that curiosity further. Um, you know, very easily they can find those resources. Um, so it's 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 a very interesting, I think. Uh, response as you said um and are you familiar with south park and and again to watch it i just mm-hmm. find it noxious their voices <laughs> okay. and stuff and the, i yeah. don't like the animation but i yeah. i have heard a couple funny things i, I remember they go into hell yeah and asking why and it's the, the mormon church the mormons were the right church and stuff i i, I think it's funny but yeah i i i couldn't get into it <laughs> okay, right on. This episode of See You Next Tuesday has been brought to you by... At Chadwick Glass Audio, I take pride in my ability to enhance your audio to the highest standards, from poetry and music to dialogue and film. By using state-of-the-art technology and years of experience, I can make your projects stand above the rest. To contact by email, send requests to chadwickglassaudio at gmail.com. Chadwick Glass Audio. Hear better. More good hair days. Do you need to look your best? Do you have a function, special event, wedding, or you just 
want to look good around the office, go to More Good Hair Days. More Good Hair Days can be found at www.moregoodhairdays.ca. You can also contact Allie at 905-359-8941. If you need your hair done in St. Catharines and you want to look your best, go to More Good Hair Days. More Good Hair Days is my own exclusive hairstylist. They always do a great job, and I wouldn't let anybody else do my hair. Even if I'm only on the radio. That's moregoodhairdays.ca or 905-359-8951. Hello, this is Jason Greiner of Three Rivers Creative Arts. Check us out for all your creative services needs at the number three riverscreative.com and at fiverr.com under the username T-R-C-A-P-R-O-M-O. You weren't impressed by uh, Cartman? <laughs> no. No kitty, that's a bad kitty. <laughs> yeah, I honestly couldn't watch more than five minutes before I started getting the headaches. Oh, okay. So, all right. Um, but I, I did. I love Rick and Morty. That's my by far favorite show. That's I, a show I'm, that is very entertaining, and I don't see it often enough. Uh, I've only seen like three episodes, maybe. Um, but that's one of those shows that I want to catch up on. I saw like the first bit of the first season. Uh, the one that stands out for me is the episode where they build the dog a little cybernetic uh, uh, headpiece so that he can communicate with them. And my summer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You took me to the vets, and then I came home without them. I hope you haven't lost them. <laughs> Where did you put them? <laughs> and, like, he builds the cybernetic suits, and then he's got the other dogs with their cybernetic suits, and they're kind of, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. that's one of my favorite episodes. Um, where are my testicles? Um, which I think should be on a T-shirt. Um, probably is by now. Um, so, I mean, we've talked about some of the most common misconceptions. Um, can you think of any other kind of myths or misconceptions that people have maybe confronted you with or mentioned to you that you think, uh, were inaccurate that you, that you'd like to dispel? There are a ton, actually. <laughs> okay. uh, one is Mormons can't drink caffeine. That's not true. Okay, One I've heard a couple of times is that uh, the, how can the church be real if their prophets live in mansions and okay. they live in race? Like you can Google uh, our prophets' religion. It's a one-story little shack, basically, that okay. he lives in. Um, but the caffeine, um, we're, we don't believe in drinking or smoking or drugs. Uh, the caffeine comes from uh, we're, we're allowed to drink coffee because it's against the war of wisdom and a lot of people took that as it's the caffeine in the coffee okay so uh, can so you explain that coke. to me right there like that that uh, has a lot of like 
things that I'm not personally aware of. So uh, I I was familiar with the idea that you couldn't drink coffee or have caffeine, um, and I I believe the perception uh, or the impression I always got is as much like the uh, Amish where they don't believe in stimulants. So can you explain that to me, This the, the whole coffee thing? Yeah, so back when Joseph Smith was around, um, he decided he, – he got a revelation uh, about the word of wisdom, and it was all about – you know, don't smoke tobacco, don't drink alcohol, don't eat fruit that's out of season, eat meat sparingly. It's all about okay. how to take care of your body, basically. Okay. And some of these was don't drink hot drinks. Uh, a lot of that didn't really make sense back then because it's not like you could get fruit a season yeah. back then because it was yeah. the 1800s, you know? Yeah. Uh, smoking was, it was very unpopular for that to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so these days, the hot drinks, like we drink hot chocolate. Uh, the one's <coughs> kind of hard to see because a lot of it's personal, mm-hmm. what you believe. But mm-hmm. for but we know you don't drink coffee. You don't drink tea. Um, the reason why that is, where I I don't know. Um, it's more of a faith type of thing for me right okay. now. But back, you know. 60 years ago, that's how it was with tobacco, too. So mm. um, there's a lot of interesting things in the church that it just – you could write it off as coincidence, but I, I personally – like when they built temples here uh, in the valley and uh, in Utah, they left a bunch of empty slots in the temples, mm-hmm. and the architect didn't know what they were for, but you know, a couple – Hundred year, a hundred years later, they were perfect for elevators. They were perfect for ventilation. They were perfect for you know electric circuits and hmm. you know, wiring and stuff. It's just interesting little things like that. After I decided that I wanted to be Mormon, though, that, that kind of just confirmed to me that I, I I do believe in this church. Just just weird things like that happen all the time. Okay. So you're saying that basically. Uh you know, somebody had, you know, divine foresight into what would need to accommodate larger groups of people in the future, and, and that that definitely helped kind of solidify your belief in in the church for you. Yeah. Okay. And all right, that's very interesting. Um. Yeah. So, or is there? Actually, I have another. I have another question that I had forgotten to ask earlier. Um, what's the deal with the whole black people thing? <laughs> like, my yeah, yeah. my understanding is that up until uh, the re- recent past, um, black people were considered to be descendants of of a, a tribe that was or a group of people that were punished by God and turned black, and they weren't allowed in the church. Uh, but um, that's been reversed since then, and they allow black people in the Mormon Church now. Can you explain yeah, that? Uh, so they, there was actually never doctrine or any actual reason. Um, Gordon B. Hinckley, which was the last prophet, was on the 2020. Uh, I you can Google or YouTube the interview. Okay. Um, but basically, he said that's how the people back then the apostles and stuff decided to interpret 
the thing, the okay. doctrine, but it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't actually the mark of Cain or the black skin or whatever <laughs> the, the curse, you know. It was uh, like if you read the scriptures, it, the black skin was to show that if you kill this this man with black skin, God will punish you. It was it oh. wasn't a it wasn't you are an evil person. It yeah. was you are yeah. It, that's what it was. But uh, you know, people are. You know, you're not gonna find people who aren't racist. And before they decided, yeah. when they were, they were, went to a temple to pray and receive revelation about, you know, the blacks and if they could have the priesthood. I think mm-hmm. this was in the 70s or 80s when they changed it. A lot of the mm-hmm. apostles went in thinking that they shouldn't do it, but they all left agreeing mm-hmm. that it was something that they were wrong about. I guess. Okay. Uh, one of the things uh, is uh, church is good. Like we believe humans are, you know, no one's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll, you know, you'll find stories where you know bishops have done really terrible things to young women. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just how it is in every religion. Mm-hmm. Um, this but is true. It, yeah. Um, but you know, when it comes to you know, higher up, you know, you find less and less of it. And we, one of the things is if we believe that if the prophet decided to do anything like that, God would take him out one way or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anything that's an interesting than- belief. I like that. Um, especially like when you say, you know, you know, a bishop does something to a young woman and it's horrible. And I feel like there's a, a bit of a hip- hypocrisy where when, uh, uh, say a Mormon bishop, uh, commits a, a sex act with a young woman. It's it's on 2020 and it's on CNN and everything else. But when a Catholic priest molests a little boy, uh, that they hush it up and that priest is sent to a different parish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which it's there's a, there's a bit of a hypocrisy there, and I don't think you could say that there isn't still a lot of power held by. Uh, you know, the Catholic church and system in general over society. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, it's, I've known it's underlying. Couple, I've known a couple, uh, couple women um, that have had similar situations and they obviously left the church. I would. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they, if, when the bishop gets caught, mm-hmm. they are excommunicated and the church sent calls the authorities they go to jail if they're caught i mean the church will not stand by them at all yeah that's i mean that's a pretty good policy and you would you would hope that any kind of organized religion that claims to be enlightened and and helping people reach some sort of spiritual salvation would would make that same distinction and it's it's disappointing to know that that's not the the norm um in many cases in some branches or some religions that that they do everything they can to keep that information from becoming public. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was, I can't remember who it was. There was an apostle that got caught cheating on his wife or something like that. And he was excommunicated. Okay. Um, they, they don't tolerate those kind of things. Like if, okay. if our, if the church, it's very important to keep like family is the basis of our yeah. religion. Yeah. Uh, and if, that's well, not happening if you're destroying your family you're not 
Mormon, basically. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, I want to play devil's advocate for a second. I want to take a look at things from the other side. Um, now, let's say this apostle that got caught being unfaithful, committing adultery, um, you know, was cheating on his wife. And let's say that the wife is fine with it, or he apologizes to the wife and she forgives him. Should it should it be the church's business what happens uh, in their private life or, or their sex lives? When it comes to something like that, I, I mean, if you are representing a church and you're mm-hmm. not representing it, you shouldn't like. Yeah. I I I don't think. I mean, I can't imagine them not doing that. Uh, yeah. It, it would be really hypocritical if if okay. they did that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He he did try to apologize, but his family. Like he didn't really care until his, I think it was his granddaughter or his daughter said, "Please tell me these things aren't true." And he, mm-hmm. he couldn't, and he realized the mistake he made. You know? Yeah. I wish I could remember who it was, but okay. Well, I'm sure good. I'm sure we can Google search that, or any listeners who are interested in following that up can always Google search it. Uh, I'm sure that'll come up. You can Google anything these days. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just, when I was going around and I was thinking about, you know, being an atheist, I, did, I was thinking maybe I should worship Google. It's all-knowing, all-powerful, all-good. You know what I mean? Sorry, worship yeah. what? Google. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely... <laughs> basically, uh, basically, when you boil it down, God is like <laughs> the search engine of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's funny. <laughs> um, so I know there's a perception uh, among the Mormon church of it being a very uh, tight-knit and supportive community uh, where, you where you know, generally if, if a, a Mormon is being uh, persecuted by a group outside or the media that you know the the church forms ranks to support that that member is that an accurate statement or depiction of how things work i would say that's accurate however i where i grew up the mormons aren't really persecuted because we're you know 50 percent of the population but yeah we are incredibly like the ward i grew up in um Mm. we were family all of us were family Uh, i haven't lived in that ward for years, and I sometimes go visit them. Uh, the ward I lived in, we had plumbers, we had electricians, cons, you know, er, a bunch of CEOs, we, and we all yeah. worked together. Like, if there was a zombie apocalypse, that's <laughs> what you want to be, yeah. because we would be able to survive. Yeah. And so when you refer to a ward, I'm guessing that's kind of like a jurisdiction, so to speak. It's a, it's a parish, that kind of idea? Uh, I... I actually don't know how other religions do it. Um, okay. Not really. Uh, okay. Um, so there, so there are stakes that are in areas. So like, and the so there's the prophet, and then there's the apostles, and then there's a quorum of the seventy, which is below them. Okay. And then below them there are stake presidents, and okay. below them there are bishops. Okay. So. And so this. Stake presidents handle a larger area, which are made up of wards. Okay. Then the area of I don't, I'm not really sure what it's called, but the area above that's you know like be the whole state of Utah or something. Okay. 
Interesting. Um, yeah, so it sounds to me like I, I'm not totally familiar with how the Catholic Church splits up their, their territories either, but it sounds similar, um, but they call them you know, parishes and uh, I, I'm not sure of the other labels, but I'm pretty sure it's a similar system anyway. Um, so uh, I know this is not something that's uh, uncommon in other religions as well, but I think one of the other things that people hear about Mormonism is that you've got to give them uh, you know, a large chunk of your income or that you give up all of your, your possessions or your finances to the church when you're a member. Can you confirm that or dispel any myths regarding so, that? Um, the one thing the church that I really like is right now the church is giving me a finance class that Dave Ramsey okay. helped put together. Okay. Um, they are very strong, like with the education, they want mm-hmm. you to succeed in this world. Right? And we mm-hmm. believe that God is literal father mm-hmm. and that he cares about us. So he okay. wants us to succeed in our world, just not spiritually. Uh, he wants okay. us to be able to make money and have education. Um, we believe in giving 10% of our income okay. uh, as Titan. Um, we, uh-huh. we don't give our possessions or anything like that. Um, but uh, it, we don't believe you'll go to hell if you don't pay your tithing either. Okay. Um, I know some religions out there, they believe you can pay to help your sins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that, that is not the case. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a reason why we're, we have hundreds of temples on the earth right now is because people believe. And I'll be honest, it wasn't something until very recently that I, I didn't really have a strong testimony with Titan mm. because, but, uh, in fact, this was just this past month that I really, like in the finance class, they're saying, First you pay tithing, and then you pay yourself savings, and then you pay your bills. Yeah. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll just pay my tithing and save. Um, mm-hmm. When I, I went to the solar eclipse, mm-hmm. um, and I got a speeding ticket on the way up there. Ah, uh, yeah. I, uh, am, uh, I'm a start, I eat ramen every day. I'm a student. I, I can't mm-hmm. afford it. So I was like, crap. And I, did, and I found out that I was missing a day's worth of pay in my paycheck. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. crap. But I decided to pay tithing anyways. Mm-hmm. The very next day, I got a call from Wyoming telling me that they changed it into a warning. Oh, really? Interesting. That's $133 that I didn't have to pay. That's incredibly fortunate. I I can't think of a time that's ever happened to me. I, yeah. <laughs> like I can't even imagine. Like how? Yeah. Why would a state like I've never heard of such a thing? Yeah. And so I was yeah. like, I am never not paying tithing again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I understand that. So it's it's kind of a, it, for lack of a better term, it's almost like it becomes a superstition because it, it seems to work. Yeah. Um. So. Are there any other things you'd like to add or, or common myths or misconceptions? You mentioned earlier there was a lot of them that you'd, you'd kind of like to clear the air about or dispel that, that you're aware of regarding the Mormon church. Um, so before the, the interview, I decided to look at the top ten misconceptions. Ah, clever. Um, Mormons, Way to do your research. 
Yeah, Mormons do believe in birth control and using condoms. Um, we, I'm on board with that. <laughs> uh, women are not subservient in Mormonism. We're, we're all partners. Um, okay. We don't worship Joseph Smith. I don't even know why that's a thing, honestly. <laughs> okay. Uh, we believe in the Bible. Uh, okay. I mean, our religion was started because Joseph Smith read the Bible. Okay. And, um, and when you say the Bible, we're talking about the same Bible that other religions believe in, correct? Um, yeah, the New Testament and the Old Testament. Yeah. So different, like we believe uh, the Bible is true if it's tra- uh, you know translated correctly. You know, through hundreds of years, mm-hmm. translations are different. Um, yeah. So in different languages, the Bibles different differ. Uh, in English, we use the new the King James version. Okay. But I know in other, I know Spanish has a different, a different Bible. Okay. Um, whatever the prophet feels is the most accurate. Okay. Is what we. Use. Okay. Um, and then there's uh, one here that I actually have heard uh, quite a bit that Mormons have like secret stuff happen in the temples that are. Uh, I, I don't really know what they think is in there, um, but we believe that what we use the temples for is uh, doing work for the dead okay. and helping and sealing families together. So if you were born in, you know, 200 years ago in Africa, I never even heard of the Mormon church. Mm-hmm. We believe you have the right to be baptized. Okay. So, because cause I think people are going to be like, whoa, what did he just say? Explain <laughs> that. It sounds like they're doing some freaky friggin' ceremonies in there. So what does doing work for the dead and sealing families together mean? So uh, one of the things you hear when people get married is till death do us part. Yeah. Um, we believe that when you're married in the temple and sealed, your fam- you and your, your wife and your kids are going to be your family for eternity. Okay. Uh, and uh, so when it comes to, uh, like, you, the church is really big on genealogy and figuring out who your ancestors are okay. and you work for them. Then uh, uh, we okay. believe that you have the, when you do a baptism, they have the choice to accept it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't, you know, you're not going to grab people off the street and just dunk them in the water and say you're baptized <laughs> type of thing, you know? Yeah, you have to it has to be a choice, but unfortunately, you know, people that are dead can't, you know, come. So we believe that That's if you're, true. you know, you're doing your ancestry, they have the, you know, you do the baptism, they have the choice. And sometimes the, you know, records get lost, so they don't know they did it, and somehow, you know, we do it again. And I I see that as they didn't accept it at then. Okay. Uh, we believe. Uh, Missionary missionary work continues after we die. Okay. Type of thing. So that that's kind of how that is. And then we also do sealings. Like if my great great grandparents weren't sealed forever, we believe you know we'll we'll seal them. So all the way back to Adam and Eve, we want a big one, be one giant family. Okay. That's cool. Um, so that's that's what sealing the family is is just it's like what what does that involve just uh does a does a bishop say something do you do you make some kind of vow what is that so um i i didn't i obviously didn't get sealed in the temple with my my ex um, <coughs> but 
Um, basically, you kneel across the altar. I don't know the vows. I don't really know because I wasn't there. And it is sacred in our religion, so it's something we try not to. We're not really supposed to talk about because it's like okay. a personal type of thing. Okay. But since I've never been there, I know what people are supposed to know. If that makes any sense. Yeah. But I do know. You just kneel across the altar, looking into each other's eyes, and make a vow between each other and God, saying that okay. we're faithful and faithful to each other, faithful to God, or something. You know, we'll, we're united. Now. Yeah, and so just to make it clear to anyone who's listening, that doesn't mean that there's any kind of weird sex stuff going on. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. There, there, yeah. there aren't orgies happening. Yeah. Between school. between the two people getting married, or any of the witnesses, or yeah. or you're not yeah. bending over the bench to let the bishop get up on you or anything. That's not that's not what happens. Yeah, and it's not, and it's uh, the church is all about callings. Like nobody in the church gets paid. Like bishops don't get paid to be bishops. It's all volunteer. Okay. okay. And so people get called uh, to do these sealings or whatever, uh, okay. or be a patriarch or a bishop or whatever. So okay. and, uh, personal revelation's really huge. Uh, the church wouldn't be able okay. to function if we didn't believe that. So, you know, people say, you know, who should be the next, you know, the stake president will be, who should be the bishop for this ward? And they'll pray about it and fast about it. And they'll be like, oh, okay, they'll, they'll get ideas. And, Mm-hmm. And it's really incredible. It's hard to really express what happened because, like, if I were you mm-hmm. and I wasn't Mormon, I, it would just sound like a bunch of ludicrous things. Uh, like the priesthood. Yeah. Like, you know, laying on the hands to heal people. That, that yeah. just doesn't make any sense. But I, the reason why I chose to be Mormon was because of the priesthood. Okay. I have, like, the only way that it's not real is if I am stuck in some computer simulation like The Matrix and or I'm in The Truman Show. And that is a theory that many people on YouTube are promoting, <laughs> just just so you know. Yeah, I know. I know. But it's like, do I want to pretend I'm some brain hooked up to a computer or am I going to, you know, believe yeah. I have eternal soul? Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's an interesting observation. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, was there any more myths on your list that you wanted to go through? Not that I can see. Okay. Um, I mean, there, there's. I mean, I could talk for hours. There's a lot of stuff okay. about the church that people don't seem to know, but okay, it's probably. Getting time to the end of the podcast, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's getting close, but I just wanted to give you a, uh, an opportunity. You mentioned earlier that the church has a website that's full of information that's very open. Uh, do you happen to know that address off the top of your head? So it's lds.org, and then okay. you can, uh, or you can Google uh, LDS uh, Gospel Topic Essays is the okay. sub website, and then on there. Like, there's all sorts of stuff believing that we can become like God or uh, are Mormons Christians. Those simple, the, you know, those basic kind of questions. Okay. And then you got stuff like polygamy and race yeah. and, and I mean, there's, I mean, there, everything's on there. Interesting. 
Okay, so that's a good thing. Uh, it's a good thing to check out. In fact, I might uh, I might try and educate myself a little bit and and learn a little bit more about that. And I would encourage any other listeners that are are curious. Uh, and uh, let me just be clear: by no means is this me trying to push anyone to convert or change a religion. But I do believe that you should at least do your excuse me do your research uh, before. Uh, you you make any conclusions or maybe before you believe any misconceptions about other people. I think that's fair. Um, that's how it should be with religion. There's a lot yeah. of things in Islam that are totally bogus too. So Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, uh, again, you'll have people who represent Islam who are much more open and it really depends i think on the community you live in i think you'll find you'll find imams in new york city that will sit down and have a conversation uh you know with a rabbi or a priest and and you know you've got in some places you've got the um what's the name of it i know there's one in toronto where it's it's a, it's a it's a non-denominational church so some days they have uh, Islamic ceremonies, and some days they have, you know, Christians. Some days they have Jewish ceremonies because it's it's a community church where people of different faiths are actually able to interact. Um, yeah, I I, I just uh, remembered uh, the Salt Lake Temple, which is probably one of the more famous ones uh, yeah. right here in the valley. There is a Jewish monastery on the premises. Oh, okay, right on. So. Uh, Sorry, I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, very cool. No, that's. I think a lot of people wouldn't expect that either. So I think that's a good piece of information to include. Um, and you said the website was lds.com? Dot org. Dot org. I apologize. lds.org. Um, and one last thing. Well, actually, maybe one or two. Um, I noticed that your avatar on Skype is an upside down peace symbol that's on fire. <laughs> Does that have any any significance no, that, to anything? That, that's just my own. Well, so I grew up uh, idolizing Superman. And okay. I wanted my own symbol. Uh, and for whatever reason, I thought that was the way the peace sign was supposed to be. I see. And it was a couple I've, years later that I found out it was upside down, but it stuck. That's so. funny. That's funny. I like that. Um, I've, you know, what's funny is I went to I went to school with kids who thought that it had two branches instead of three as well. So you'd see them drawing, one. But you know what's yeah. kind of cool is it looks like a tree on yours because it's green. Uh, so that that has a lot of some symbolism. I think uh, it looks like a tree of life, and it kind of you know reminds yeah. me a little bit of the cross as well. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and, and it's on fire because you're burning with passion, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's the earth, water, uh, trees, life, and the, the fire is power protecting it. Ah, nice. That makes sense. So, but All right. Says, all right. So um, is there anything else you'd like to add at all? Um, if you're interested, you don't uh, – the, the church has a free – app the gospel library and you can just download it and it's got the the gospel topic essays in there it's got the book of mormon it's got the general conference talks it's got everything okay. the magazines it's got everything on there it's free and if you're interested you can download it. it's got the bible on there too so if you want the bible on your phone you can get that too very cool so what was that again it was the it's called the gospel library it's on the play store and the app store 
Very interesting. All right. Well, I I think that's uh, you know a lot of a lot of information, a lot of a lot of misconceptions that we've covered uh, today. So I just want to say thank you very much for being on the podcast and being part of the show today. Yeah. And uh, if anyone has any other questions uh, or is interested in more information other than LDS.org and uh, the app you mentioned, is there anywhere else they can contact somebody or find information or uh, contact you or or something to get more details? Yeah. um, Well, the best thing, the easiest thing is to let the missionaries talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is going to be a long, hard battle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd be happy to uh, answer questions. Um, I, um, I mean, I'm a Mormon, but I'm, I, there's, you know, I don't know everything. Okay. Um, but, uh, you can have, you can go on the LDS website and have them send missionaries. I, I can also send you a link with my, uh, email if someone wants to ask questions. Um, sure. But, uh, uh, probably be easier with Twitter though, because my email gets like totally filled with crap all the time yes even with the good google stuff so um i i can send you my twitter it'll be easier from there i think definitely um i'd be happy to do that if you want to send me your twitter handle and i'll put it up with the podcast when it goes up um do you know your twitter handle off the top of your head uh it's my name cameron coponic okay Um, all right i'll make sure we get the spelling up there then yeah, I was planning to send you a link uh, to the websites and stuff anyways after this was over. So Okay, very cool. Well, anyways, let me say thank you again very much. I do appreciate your time. Uh, it has been very enlightening, and I've, I really do appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast this week. Yeah, thank you for having me.